What's going on, everybody? And happy Monday. Welcome into Bet to Win. I'm your host, Joe Fan. A busy weekend in sports. We're going to recap it all here for you. But first, I've got some victory laps to take. My winning pick last week was Miami on the money line against Iowa State. They handled business against the Cyclones. And it was a productive week for me. I uh, look back on Thursday, which was a painful week emotionally or a painful day emotionally. It was a profitable one. Uh, I emo hedged on Gonzaga uh, as they lost in embarrassing fashion to Arkansas and then took Duke live at plus 220, end up making money on my Texas Tech future. I'm still very sad that, A, we continue to have to watch Duke. I'm ready for Mike Krzyzewski to ride off into the sunset and be done. Um, and Texas Tech just absolutely melted down the stretch of that game after being up for most of it. Uh, also hit a money line parlay with Nova in the uh, Sweet 16, Miami and Kansas. That was at plus 210. On Saturday, I uh, was on Villanova and Duke against the spread. And then Sunday, I gave some of it back. I sprinkled both underdog money lines, uh, which was a waste of time given that St. Peter's and Miami got just smoked. So now we have a final four after maybe the, the most, the most, the least entertaining Elite Eight in history. Um, I'm not sure it could have been more of a snooze. Uh, none of the games were close. I guess you could argue that Villanova-Houston was okay, but when Houston goes one of 20 from the three-point line, that was always going to be an uphill battle for them. Villanova was in control of that game. They get in after beating Michigan 63-55 to on Thursday and then upsetting Houston 50-44 uh, to on Saturday. Houston was a three-point favorite in that game. Duke gets in, um, and now we have what is potentially the biggest storybook exit for, for Coach K of all time. More on that in a moment. But they beat Texas Tech, as I mentioned, on Thursday and then handled Arkansas on Saturday. Kansas is in as a one seed, beating Providence 66-61 on Friday. And then um, absolutely dominating Miami. After being down at halftime, they end up winning by 26 against the Hurricanes, 76-50 to 50, uh, on Sunday. And then North Carolina, their run continues. They are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team uh, in all of college basketball. They upset UCLA on Friday and then dominated St. Peter's and the Cinderella run for the Peacocks. Our Peacocks, America's Peacocks, is over. I want to touch on that real quick before moving on to the final four and where the lines are and where the odds are um, for the four teams left in terms of winning the national championship. St. Peter's, shout out to them because they beat Kentucky. They beat Murray State. And then they beat Purdue as 13-point underdogs. Now, if you're Kentucky and Purdue after watching North Carolina dominate that game, you've got to feel a little bit embarrassed. But we got to tip our cap to St. Peter's. Now, people are going to get mad at me. I'm going I'm to make this St. Peter's conversation about Gonzaga. And well, first of all, I want to make two points here. We'll get to Gonzaga. But I don't even know if St. Peter's was back in the locker room following their loss to North Carolina on Sunday before the reports came out that Shaheen Holloway was bouncing and going to Seton Hall. Which, it's not the end of the world. But can we at least let the guys like have a day to just like decompress, say their goodbyes, and then Shaheen can tell the team, be like, hey, I'm out of here. And I'm not going to make the point that it was a distraction or had any impact on the game or the outcome, and I'm not going to ever suggest that Shaheen Holloway didn't put all of himself into that game and try to get his team to the Final Four. 
But it just seems, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is because it's not like I'm losing sleep about it, but it's just like, can we just let it be? He's not going to hit the recruiting trail on Sunday night. Let the team get home. Let them say their goodbyes. Let them celebrate the the great run that was instead of asking Shaheen Holloway in his post-game press conference after, again, one of the most historic runs in NCAA tournament history about going to Seton Hall and make him have to say, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about the 15 kids in that locker room who are hurting. Just seems silly to me. But here's my main takeaway from St. Peter's. As amazing as that run was, the first 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight, we might never hear from St. Peter's again. Maybe they make the tournament. Maybe they get a first-round upset. But Shaheen Holloway's already gone. He is the winner of the tournament. This guy made himself millions and millions of dollars and has already jumped ship to a power conference school. So my takeaway is, how special is Gonzaga? And I know this is going to be frustrating for some people because there are a lot of Gonzaga haters. I'm from Seattle. Every UW fan loathes Gonzaga. There's a lot of people out there who think, oh, they're overrated. They played in WCC. They're not that special. They still haven't won a natty. But let's think about what Gonzaga has become. And we sort of trivialize it now that they're a one or two or three seed every single year. But given that we just saw St. Peter's and may never see them again, let's appreciate that back in 1999, more than 20 years ago, Gonzaga was the Cinderella as a small school out of Spokane that people couldn't even pronounce right. Gonzaga. People still say Gonzaga. It drives me nuts. They were a 10 seed, made it to the Elite Eight by beating two seed Stanford, six seed Florida, and before losing uh, to the top seeded UConn Huskies. And they've made every single tournament since. Why? Well, largely because Mark Few never left. And we see this in, in sports, not just hoops, but even. Power five conference head football coaches who will have one or two really good years at wherever they're at, and they'll bounce to the elite of the elite. So it's not uncommon, which is which was what makes Mark Few and Gonzaga so special. And they went from, you know, having teams of upperclassmen and graduate transfers from their schools to having legit lottery picks to where they are competing with Duke and Kentucky and Michigan State, and you name the Blue Blood program to get a Jalen Suggs, to get a Chet Holmgren. I've never seen anything like it. I'm sure I'm not sure we'll ever see anything like it ever again. They've made seven straight Sweet 16s and two trips to the Natty. They've been a one seed five times. And yes, I'm upset because we saw them lose in the national championship last year as a finesse team who got bullied by a more physical and athletic team in Baylor. And we saw that again against Memphis. In the second round, and thank goodness for a Drew Timmy heroic second half in that game to help Gonzaga move on to the Sweet 16. Um, but then you saw it against Arkansas, and the guard play wasn't good enough, and they got bullied offensively, or they got bullied athletically. But that doesn't mean we can't take a moment after watching what St. Peter's did to appreciate what exactly Gonzaga is, and that's a pretty historic program. Again, a Cinderella to a perennial national power. That's something we may never see again. So here is the final four. We've got, you hope, knock on wood, that after that brutal Elite Eight, we have the matchups for this to be an all-time final four. Kansas laying four against Nova, a total of 133 and a half. Early lean. 
give me the points or sorry, I'll, I'll give you the points and I'm taking Kansas. And that's just because Justin Moore, one of the stars of this Villanova team, tears his Achilles in the final moments of that win. Just a brutal, brutal injury. And now they have to find a way to replace 15, five and two from Justin Moore. I'm not sure you can do that against a Kansas team that is as deep and talented and versatile as any team in the country. Then you have Duke minus four against North Carolina for all the matchups of Coach K against North Carolina. Not one has come in the tournament. And so, of course, it comes this year on his final ride as Duke's head coach. I'm sort of exhausted. I get exhausted of Blue Bloods in college basketball, but you can't deny the theater that that's going to be. I mean, how epic is it that North Carolina plays Duke in the final four of Coach K's last year? This is an interesting game. UNC, obviously, one of the hottest teams in college basketball, and they they throttled Duke down the stretch of that game at Cameron. Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, 94-81 was the final there. And they've continued to roll into the NCAA tournament. All four wins by seven-plus points. Two wins in blowout fashion. Should have been three. Would have been three had Bradley, or not Bradley, Brady Manick not been ejected um, erroneously against Baylor in the second round. Two great matchups. I will probably stay away from Duke, North Carolina. Maybe I bet the over just to have something on the game. Um, But I will certainly play Kansas at some point. That line might even continue to go up with money coming in on Kansas. Um, Odds to win the national championship. Duke at plus 150. Kansas at plus 195. Villanova at plus 450. And North Carolina at plus 550. Given how you've seen North Carolina, why not just take the plus 550? I don't get it. But I can't wait. You hope Saturday is going to be one for the record books. Some soccer news before we get into a winning pick to close out the show and some promos. U.S. men's national team, big win on Sunday against Panama in a World Cup qualifier. 5-1 to one, the final in Orlando to all but secure a spot in the 2022 World Cup. Christian Pulisic, a hat trick with two penalties and one silky smooth finish, weaving through two defenders. This dude is so sick. And like he's got, he's going at it with the Panama guys who were getting in his face, shoving him, and he won't back down from anybody. I have no idea how good this men's national team is. Likely not very. Maybe I'm underselling them. I won't say that I'm the biggest soccer fan on the planet. But I am looking forward to watching a team with a bunch of kids and one legit bona fide superstar, arguably the greatest and most talented U.S. men's national team player ever in the World Cup rather than watching MLS retreads. No disrespect to Chris Wondolowski. Maybe a little bit. Just a little bit of shade. People don't forget that missed opportunity against Belgium. Anyway, the U.S. national team plays Costa Rica on Wednesday and will clinch a spot as long as they don't lose by more than six goals. I hope they can make that happen. They should be able to. And finally, we'll be able to get past the embarrassment of this team losing to Trinidad and Tobago four years ago. Let's give away some money before giving you a winning pick and getting out of here on this Monday. All users can receive a $10 free bet when they win, lose, or push a $20 four-leg parlay on hoops between Monday and Thursday. Go to winbet.com or download the WinBet app for official rules and details. Again, that's the hoops parlay bonus. And our secret word is Coach K. 
The Blue Devils make the final four sitting up matchup with North Carolina. Send Coach K to WinBet's DMs on Twitter. Include your WinBet username and email for a $25 free bet. Terms and conditions apply. My winning pick. We've won two in a row. I can make it three. It's a winning streak and get back to 500 for the month of March. I'm taking Fresno State minus six and a half against Southern Utah. And you might say, Joe, we just established the final four in Fresno State and Southern Utah were not included. Well, that's because this is the collegeinsider.com tournament. And you might not have known that was a thing, but it is. It's a chance to make some money on the Bulldogs of Fresno State. I am laying the six and a half. Um, Ken Palm predicts this to be a nine-point margin of victory for Fresno State. 73-64 is what their model shows. And there isn't an edge to find for Southern Utah. They're solid. They're a solid offensive team. They rank 87th overall in terms of efficiency and 43 in terms of effective field goal percentage. But Fresno State is one of the best defensive teams in the country. They rank 36th overall in terms of efficiency and they rank 100th in forcing turnovers and 8th in defensive rebounding. Uh, winning in March always helps when you can force turnovers and you're solid on the offense or defensive glass, offensive glass as well. Um, and Southern Utah is one of the worst defensive teams in the country. They rank 250th overall and 245th in effective field goal percentage. The biggest edge is for Fresno State's offense in two-point field goal percentage. Fresno State's offense ranks 109th against Southern Utah's 259th ranked defense in that category. Give me the Bulldogs, minus six and a half. That's going to do it. Quick show here on this Monday. We'll be back on Thursday. We're going to preview uh, the final four. Also going to talk some NASCAR. So much more to come. See you next time right here on Bet to Win. <laughs>